0: So, yeah, I have planned a few average funerals, oh, baby. Yeah, <laughs> people I love have died. Let me flex on you. And I did use the average going rate. Whoa! Well, yeah. you know what?
1: At least you know you weren't getting fucking cheated on it. No. But you know what? No. Life is a scam. scam.
0: Hey, Roaches. I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items searching for vibrant vintage useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, and record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty.
1: Hey, who said you could come in here?
0: K. Rawlings is a coward. Welcome to another episode of Thrifty, second-hand shopping for worm pizza. That's right, worm pizza. It is pizza night at the Tolma. I got uh, a plain pizza today, dropped off by a man in a hazmat suit, and he had a flashlight flashing all over my porch. And I had noticed that potentially the porch light was not left on for him so i would assume then he was all on the right and i came out saw the porch light was on and then i said can you see out here and he said no and i said did i put the porch light on he says yes that was very bright i just can't see anyway welcoming back to the show it's king Prin. king Prin is here uh, on the thrifty couch this week, how, how are we feeling, bud?
1: Um, That's for my therapist to know, genuinely. I'm worried about the guy who can't see when the porch light is on because I don't know how he drives. I was about to say, he's probably
0: had to do a couple uh, a couple more deliveries. We are actually part-time delivery
1: people. We know the delivery game. I, I am, at this point full-time delivery person oh yeah uh, Yeah. i'm working way too many hours a week but we do have a driver who is um i wouldn't say he's elderly but he's a little bit older and he can't see very well in the dark so we set him off at like seven or eight mm-hmm. which is yeah. very cool i think Gotta that's what home. that guy should work out send him home um yeah yeah it's like all right it's getting dark you can
0: well uh, the, the elephant in the room is speaking about delivery. I got a new car this week and we talked a little bit about the new car that I got and I wanted to just get this in because today I found out that the new car that I got, I bought it on Craigslist for cheap because I'm broke
1: because you're stupid <laughs> because you're stupid.
0: Um, so I bought it there because I broke and, um, yeah, so it turned out that there was like a ton of things wrong with it. But the reason why when I purchased it, I didn't know that is because he took the bulb out from behind. Uh, check uh, the the engine light. The check check engine light was never on because he took that bulb out. Um, and there was we got to think up to we're talking about
1: seven to eight hundred dollars I have to put into it. I would just like to say that it uh, maybe it wasn't all the bulb's fault, maybe it was also your fault for not sending me the picture of the listing. Yeah. Well, look. And saying, Hey Well look. Look fine. It no it <laughs> did you run fine. it by someone or did you just yeah, say this I, is I fine? Brought
0: a, I brought I brought I brought a certified car guy. Um, talking about hazmat suits. Um, you wanna talk about me wearing a hazmat suit? I I brought a certified car guy with me. And I was like, you know if you're buying a used car off of Craigslist.com that the person you're buying that car from is not going to be wearing a mask. There's no possible way. Car people do not believe in wearing masks. And from, like, way out in, because, again, we're Western PA. This was way out in, like, Somerset County, which you can Google that. If you don't, it's just there's nothing. Um, Part of September 11th happened by there, which is kind of fun. Over in Shanksville. Which is kind of fun, only if you're toddy. It's horrifying for the rest of the world. <laughs> for the rest of our lives. It's terrible. Um, So, yeah, I got a 2001 Honda Accord. Um, And I was just happy because I, this past week, I paid off like $800 in debt that I had to unpaid bills. And I was like, okay, we're back up to just regular. Yeah, we're just regular. Hey. We're regular. Like, we're not behind on anything because my bills are never paid it's just how behind they are well i wasn't behind on bills and then i found out that i just bought a car and
1: uh that's why you stay behind on bills at least one month grace period yeah just to see if you need to spend anything
0: oh i got one from (laughs) grace period (laughs) i got one from verizon which is the uh internet and phone um, I got one from Verizon telling me I didn't pay it in uh three months, and they were just telling me for the first time. I'm like, okay, so I know three months is the cutoff before you fucking care. Like, <laughs> like, so I know that now.
1: Yeah. And with, they, with Comcast, with Comcast, I will tell you, um, there was a time in which I I assumed I was paying my bill. Yeah. Here's the thing. There's like an extra button you have to press. Yeah. to, like, submit it. Oh, cool. And I had quit out before then. All the time. Yeah, yeah, like, every fucking time. So, like, literally, when I moved into my new house, I was doing it on the computer, yeah. which I had always done it on my phone. Yeah. Um. So I was doing it on the computer, and I was like, cool internet, cool internet. And I was like, I'm, I'm so good. Like, I'm up to date. I'm up yeah. to speed. I'm fucking killing it. Yeah. Um. And I moved in May, so, like, come... August. August. They were like, "Bro, you owe us like almost four hundred dollars yeah. because of late fees and shit." And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, I was pressing the button. Um, yeah. I wasn't pressing the button. Well, I was. They caught me, but I I wasn't trying to like I wasn't trying. do anything yeah. to get caught. Yeah, like just I got caught in my own stupidity.
0: The last two episodes. So we did a a, a print book episode, which then. Uh, last week turned into a Shane book episode and that was kind of fun. So I thought that we can do like a little thrifty book club. So Shane and I did a book club episode. So this was supposed to be the trilogy finale of this with Prin and Shane. But But I'm
1: taking back the fucking crown. No room for Shane on this. No
0: room for Shane on this. Shane has to wake up very early. Tomorrow. Um, it's not the real
1: story. I'm just
0: pushing him out of the project. Clo- closed uh, closed, on in the, closed on an apartment today. Congratulations,
1: Shane. So this is the
0: trilogy. We're getting back into books today. We have uh, three or four books, all different kinds. Some serious books, some goofy books, and some sexy books. All kinds of books. Um, so we're going to hop into our first act today, and that is Something You've Never Seen Before. Something
1: you've never seen before.
0: And for new listeners to the show, something you've never seen before, uh, we take a look at a curated thrift haul that we put together of things that we bought secondhand. We talk about them and then we ask each other multiple choice questions on the item or a question adjacent to the item and rack up some points. So I'm going to start, I I don't have a ton on this book, um, so I'm just going to start out with it. I, I showed you beforehand. But we are looking at uh, Female Photographs, Volume 2. And um, it's by Collector's uh, Publications. And originally, it was only $3 in cash to buy this book. And this book is from December 1968. And uh, along with that, there is a 100 or more pages of nude women um and they look uh they are regular women they they're just sexy regular cool women being naked in this um a, a
1: lot a lot of bush in this book weirdly mm-hmm not weirdly, any of the bodies. The bodies yes. are absolutely lovely. Yeah, they're all lovely. cool. Yeah, um, they're super cool. Weirdly, there is no photographer nor model credits. Nope. So this literally could be like a boudoir shoot you had with your boyfriend and they sent the pictures into a publishing company. Which, uh, like, if you think about it. Sure, maybe. Um, it could also be, like, professional photo. The thing is, they just don't tell you where they came from. Um, Just a collection of nudies.
0: Yeah, it's a collection of nudies. and they're, yeah, they're not really. St- they don't appear to be obviously they're staged in the sense of uh, yes.
1: You you can see the, that they're opposing the wop.
0: Yeah, you can see the wop um, in many different positions, um, shapes and sizes. All different, all fun. And, um, so yeah, they know their pictures are being taken, but it's just sometimes on a couch, sometimes like over there somewhere. This one is like in a garage with a busted up top. Very like. cool. Um, but yeah, sometimes
1: just lips and butt in there.
0: Yeah. Just kind of, sometimes
1: a whole pose.
0: Yeah. Sometimes this one is, uh, uh, from behind doggy style. Whoa. The one next to it's actually color. Yeah, the one. I don't think I've seen a color one in there yet, and that's uh, from the nineteen. Uh, yeah, a nineteen sixties bedspread, a dark green and a wood
1: paneling. See, See things th- like that. I'm like, that can't be like a porn shoot.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, it has no, like that's wood like, paneling. That's like a holes. home or
1: like a Motel Six.
0: Yeah, and but there, it's just it's just really cool, really fun, and obviously knowing that there's a volume two, um, there is a volume one, and if you go to the back. You could actually buy all male nudes from 1968, and that one's a buck seventy-five.
1: A fucking bargain. It, I mean, what it would essentially be like is like getting like an OnlyFans bundle, in which you got like fifty different creators, but only Mm -hmm. a photo from each. I've had this for a bit, but but print.
0: I've I've showed. uh, Sarah and Amanda
1: of Ghoul on Ghoul podcast. It's absolutely unsticky, untainted. So we're safe on that. Yeah,
0: we're definitely safe on that. And um, yeah, for some reason, I was just excited to to show them. And it's obviously been forever since they've been here with the pandemic. But it was like before then and we're hanging out. I was like, I want to show them the nudie book. And we like flip through the pages together. And I was like, this is a cool moment. And then I've not had it on a show. And for today's act, Two, we're going to take a listen to a clip from the aforementioned Ghoul on Ghoul podcast. And again, you could check them out via iTunes, Stitcher, all the fun ones. But as of recent, they did an episode where listeners submitted some questions and some stories. And this is one of their listener stories. They talk about a ghost that haunted their dreams who
1: also wore a hat. And now,
0: oh. now it's on a show today. Very um, quick
1: shout out to the ladies of Ghoul on Ghoul. They are wonderful, wonderful ladies.
0: And it is uh, podcast day. Not when this episode comes out. This episode comes out, it's already over. But we're recording this on September 30th, which is podcast day. And speaking of Ghoul on Ghoul, they shouted out some uh, friendly podcasts of ours and our little network. And um, yeah, uh, thank, uh, shouted out Thrifty um yeah definitely miss all you folks for sure uh like uh, very lonely <laughs> very <laughs> very lonely times right now for me personally heard i
1: told um i told sav the other day that if i have to if i gotta do this through february y'all are maybe not gonna see yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is not going well in february is not a good month for me yeah i don't man everyone hurry up and get the vaccine like right quick right quick
0: it's just getting to a point where like it's not that i'm worrying less it's just that i know the inevitable end if i start worrying
1: i will literally work myself up into throwing up and if I throw up once, I, like, I have yeah. a stomach condition, and I'll throw up the rest of the day, and then I can't work, and then I can't make money, and then I can't pay your bills, and then I can't live. So, like... And then maybe we won't have to wait till February. <laughs> 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 to fucking die. Yeah. Yeah. You said, don't worry, print. Just worry more. Uh, yeah. Just worry more. And we don't we want that. we sooner. Very cool. We want
0: to wait at least till then. Yeah. I mean... Anyway, we're holding out. Yeah. I'm gonna... I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. Um... Uh, <laughs> going to try uh, uh, but uh, anyway pinky promised that we try yeah <laughs> uh, okay um so let's uh um so i i have two other books um but i wanted to uh the next one i think would be because the third book that i'm going to be talking about today is so far from the first book that this book has to be the second book um so this uh I got, and it is actually one of my favorite books. Um, it is called This Is How You Lose Her, and it's by Juno Diaz. And Juno Diaz is uh, was born in the uh, Dominican Republic, uh, immigrated uh, to the States when he was like six years old in, in New Jersey. And uh, he's originally from Santo Domingo uh, in the Dominican Republic, which is the capital. And... Um, so what what this is and and he's he's had other uh known books island born was his like first book that he wrote that he still gets uh yeah people still talk about that and i will say uh this is how you lose her i do not um how should i say this i i i i do not um side a hundred percent with his feelings a lot of the times the majority of um, his feelings that he does share and uh, a lot of the, 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 the stories that he talks about are pretty sad. And This Is How You Lose Her is basically his tale of uh, women he was fortunate, fortunate enough to know or being in relationships with that for some reason or another, it's just all fucked up. Just Shout got... out to
1: people in relationships because they are fortunate. Yeah. Um,
0: especially
1: right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bad
0: time to be without one.
1: If you miss build your own boyfriend, we're some <laughs> lonely boys. <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah. So there's, and so this is just a lot of the women that he was fortunate enough to meet. And some of them, maybe he just hooked up with and then didn't see them ever again. Or maybe he had this like long drawn out relationship with, and it was just like a sad thing. And then maybe the, and then there's just like a couple in between. Um, I, I just picked. this isn't like a bad part of the book or a good part of the book or anything like that. This is just it, just something I just picked to, to read because it was in the middle of that. And um, uh, what I think is the only thing important to this one is um, his uh, brother died. It was only one summer, and she was nobody special. So, what's the point of all this? He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. I'm 23, and I'm washing my clothes up in the mini mall on Eastern Road. She's here with me. She's folding her shit and smiling and showing her missing teeth and saying things like "Hello." Uh, years, I say. I, I've been alone for years. Out outside the skies. Cl- outside. The sky is clear of galls, and down at the apartment, my mom is waiting f- me with dinner. Six months earlier, we were sitting in front of the TV, and my mother said, Well, I think I'm finally over this place. Nilda asks, Did you move or something? I shake my head. Just been working. God, it's been a long, long time. She's on her, she's on her clothes like magic, making everything neat, making everything fit. There are four other people at the counters. Brass-ass looking people with knee socks and hats and scars snaking up their arms and they all seem like sleepwalkers compared with her. She shakes her head grinning. Your brother, she says. Rafa. She points her finger at me like my brother always did. I miss him sometimes. She nods. Me too. He was a good guy. I must have disbelief on my face because she finished shaking out her towels then stares straight into me. She treated me the best. Nilda. He used to sleep with my hair over his face. He used to say it made him feel safe. What else can we say? She finished her stacking at the laundromat. I hold the door open for her. The locals watch us leave. We walk back through the old neighborhood, slowed, slowed by the bulk of our clothes. London Terrace has changed now that the land is, has shut down. Kicked up rents in mad South Asian people with white folks living in their apartments. But it's, it's our kids you see in the streets hanging from the porches. Nilda is watching the ground as though she's afraid she might fall. My heart is beating and I think, we can do anything. We could marry. We could drive off to the West Coast. We could start over. It's all possible But neither of us speaks a long time and the moment closes and we're back in the world we've always known. Remember the day we met, she asks. I nod. You wanted to play baseball. It was summer, I say. You were wearing a tank top. You made me put on a shirt because before you let me be on your team, do you remember? I remember, I say we never spoke again and a couple of years later I went away to college and I know where the fuck she went. And that was it. That was one of the stories in his book. He was just uh, kind of daydreaming about his brother who passed away his ex that he hung out with that also liked his brother. It's been I mean this one I believe is from 2011 or 2012. But this is a, a hardback copy, and it it, it has like a it, it has a, a picture of a woman on the front, and you'll see it in at uh, Thrifty Podcast on Instagram. And then it has a sleeve that it goes in into, and uh, the sleeve is like a uh, like a, almost like a turquoise like a turquoise or like an aqua blue, and it mm-hmm. just says this is how you lose her Juno Diaz on the front of it. And uh yeah, so you kind of put the hardback into the hardback case and put it on a shelf and it looks great and it's one of my favorite books. It does.
1: It is like it's very um the illustration is beautiful. Mhm. Yeah. Um So
0: I uh, he basically wrote that because he he had said that uh you know, how you find love and how you make it last and how it doesn't, that type of thing. But he's a creative writing professor at MIT. So kind of a smart person. So made it big. Congratulations. Uh huh. And um, I have my. I, I've come to my first question for you, Prin. <gasps> um, so I mentioned that I uh, was born in Santo Domingo. Uh, so my question actually is about Santo Domingo, uh, where Juno Diaz was born. Uh, I
1: took Spanish for like four years. Hit me.
0: Well, you'll kill it then. <laughs> Uh, so Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic has a lot of strange laws and rules. Which of these are one of their rules? A, Only one washer and dryer to a household. B. You can't pick any type of wildflowers. C, you can't kiss in front of a police officer. Or D, none. Of the above. What can't you do in Santo Domingo? Have more than one washer and dryer per household? Can't pick up any type of wildflower? Can't can't kiss in front of a police officer? Or just something else that I didn't say? Um, what are your thoughts? How you feeling?
1: They're all goofy. Here's the thing. You literally cannot do absolutely anything in front of a police officer. Um, mm. Or at least speaking from experience... I cannot. <laughs> yeah. I cannot. I, I yeah. took a turn on yellow and I got a hundred dollar ticket for it. Yeah. I took a turn on yellow and there were two people who took it behind me, but I got pulled over. Yeah. So from experience, I absolutely cannot do anything in front of a police officer. But do I think that PDA is like absolutely banned? Here or there? It's my number two, I think. Um, okay. Let's address A, Mm -hmm. I absolutely have no reason why there would be more than one washer or dryer pour pour, per household, like Uh, for anybody ever. I've never heard that happening, never seen that happening, not in an apartment complex, like absolutely never have I heard of that. So I'm going to say probably not on that one. Washer and dryer, so you're allowed to have one of each. That's the,
0: you're allowed to have one of each per household. More than that is illegal. I'm not saying that's I the got answer. Say, I'm saying that's what I'm that explaining. That your speculation it. of it? Okay. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Um, I will say there may be like a plant issue. There may be like something where you can't interrupt the native species as like- Yeah. As, like, the Galapagos, like, they used to take a lot of tourists and then all the tourists, like, not even tourist the tourists, did. like, yeah. picking flowers or anything like that. Everybody who was on a tour, like, even if they were fine, it was literally, like, the dirt and the oils from their shoes getting into the environment and ruining it. Yeah, and, just like, being a tourist. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, there were, like, huge turtles the, or tortoises, I don't know which one, in the Galapagos, but, like... They are very endangered now, and it is not because the tourists were like killing them or anything. It's just because literally presence. the foreign presence yeah. of anything um, was very, very bad for the environment. So mm-hmm. I don't like watch a drag just seems stupid. It seems stupid, um, but like all cops are bastards, so like we all know that regardless. We all know that regardless. Regardless. Like, even if you can or cannot kiss or, in front of them,
0: fuck cops. Did I lie three times and there's something else specific? I just
1: never think it's fun to pick D. It
0: I'm just be. not going
1: to pick D because it's not fun. So okay. I think I'm going to do B with the plants because I have the most thought out thing for it. Okay. Um. So question again. Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic has
0: a lot of strange laws and rules. Which of these is one of them? A only one washer
1: and dryer per household b you can't they pick are up the any. island that is the other side of haiti so washer dryer actually with electricity might make sense they they share i'm backtracking for a second yeah
0: they share a like i a, still
1: stand with b but i will say yeah. if y'all are geographically challenged as i am this is the only thing i know yeah. about the map yeah they are they, yes, yeah,
0: they're attached. Um, you can't pick any type of wildflower, B. C, you can't kiss in front of a police officer or D, none of the above. You said, B, you, you can't pick any type of wildflower. The correct answer is c you can't kiss in front of a police officer Yeah, cops
1: suck but i kind of didn't want to lean on that because i talked about communism last time so mm-hmm. i don't know you kind of got to balance yourself out for the viewers i suppose
0: um so that's why i of don't
1: the... know if anyone can digest my communism um, two I, episodes in a row
0: i would argue that this is the law written or not in a lot of places yeah i can't areas. kiss
1: anybody in front of a cop <laughs> oh <No. laughs> i absolutely oh my god Oh my I god. I can kiss some people. Maybe. Oh, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Me, me, I cannot. Yeah. If I hold hands with someone in front of the cops, we are probably both getting arrested. <laughs> or like Killed. literally on the spot. <laughs> do you remember when we were in the get-go and that clerk was like, You guys are probably uh, best friends. <laughs> yeah. That would that's what a cop would do, but then he'd put us in cuffs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there was a. And we've
1: never we've never done anything gay. Mm, I'm so... sure we have, but um, oh well, well, not 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 sure. like outwardly, not in that way.
0: So you didn't get you didn't get this one right, but I do have another question that you might get a point later. So what is your first thrift find as a part cool. of this book trilogy episode number three?
1: I don't remember if I shouted out Midtown Scholar last time. It's a bookstore in so. Harrisburg. Um, it's all secondhand books. A lot of them are by, like, very famous authors. And sometimes they have it, like, sectioned off by, like, the famous authors. So you can, like, find things. That's how I found a first edition copy of Franny and Zoe. Mm -hmm. Um, Zoe. Maybe. I'm illiterate. Don't quote me. Um, Anyway, so this book is also from there. uh, Because they have a true crime section and a graphic novel section. And I found this on the floor. So it was in neither of them. (laughs) (laughs) So they have both and it was in neither. Anyway, this book used to be interesting so the midtown scholar is in harrisburg which is in the middle of our state for those who don't know um but this is from a middle school in mckeesport yeah oddly enough which is very close to where we are currently
0: yeah um it's also where i grew up my entire life and the funny thing is is this book is about murder
1: yeah and this was for a middle school but the thing is that the copy it has like It has the sorting, it has, what's that fucking Dewey Decimal System? Yeah, thank you so much, you fucking nerd. Yeah. Um, It has all of that, it has like the due date thing. The thing is, the due date thing is not filled out. No, It is blank. I think it got into their library, they booked it, and they said, kids shouldn't read this. It's a graphic novel, by the way, it's a true crime graphic novel. Um, And the beginning of this story is a child getting stabbed. Yep. So they probably read the first five pages and said. That's how some stories start. Not my Other stories kids. end that way. That's not my wholesome kids. Um, okay, so this is about the Green River Killer. And this is written by Jeff Jensen, who is the son of Detective Tom Jensen, who was a lead detective on the Green River case from, I think it was 84 until 2003. And 2003 is when there, his plea deal was finally um, completed. He was actively doing things for twenty years on this case, and you know who else was actively doing things—the Green River Killer, who,
0: by all means, started this whole
1: thing. <laughs> started honestly, yeah, he did start it. So someone else had to finish it. Yeah. Sure, yeah. But um, I'm gonna turn you into a, like a true crime podcast for a second, as I said. Um, so this is this is like obviously a true crime story. So I will trigger warning for murder for. Um, uh, sexual assault, for um, abuse of children. Child endangerment. For um, incest. I think that's all of them. Cops. Cops. Very much, very much trigger warning for cops right now. Because um, this book actually is written... As I said, it's the son of uh, the detect- uh, lead detective that was on the case. Yeah, so um, if
0: any of that is sensitive, just skip a sec. Yeah, well, a just, couple, like, honestly, like, figured probably, out. like, 20, 30. Like, yeah. just skip it until you yeah. don't hear my I'm voice. So- I'm sorry. And then
1: leave it there. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so this was written by the son of somebody who was on the case. So the first chapter um, is very interesting, and we'll get there. But that is the only chapter that is written from our killer's perspective, not perspective because all comics are basically in third person. Um, but this is written basically from his perspective. And then the rest of it is from the detective standpoint of like being frustrated and coming home and not finding anything. Um, so Gary Ridgeway was our green river killer. Um, and he was called the green river killer because, so he killed his first 10 bodies in and around the green river um, in Washington. Um, and, then dump them in the river, essentially. And so people saw bodies floating in the river, like 10 of them. And we're like, hmm, this is like Peculiar. all of them in the river is kind of crazy, which Peculiar. is crazy. Sidebar to Pittsburgh, we keep finding gay men in the river We've like been. every spring. Yeah. And there's like, I think for out. sure there's like, I think for sure there's a theory, like a serial killer out here. What well, they just like, like was- get gay men because it's always singular people and nobody ever like knows where they've been or anything like that there's well, no eyewitness accounts, there was but, like there's gay men's bodies in the room
0: there there was a, there was a i don't know what it was now but there was a documentary series and episode one was that in pittsburgh was that in pittsburgh yeah and um i think nobody's talking
1: about it because it's uh gay men It's quite possibly. And and it's kind of similar for this case in which... um, So this started... It is just so hard to say when it starts. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as... Okay, as we open this book, it is Gary Ridgway as a teenager. And he has found a six-year-old child. And he stabs him in the liver. He has a one-foot incision across his liver. Mm -hmm. A six-year-old child... Um, McKeesport Middle School Library. And when asked, like, well, why did you do it? The quote is very unclear. Some people, like, really embellish it. But, like, essentially what it comes down to is I wanted to see what it felt like. Okay. Although, he does claim to have drowned a boy in a, in a lake. Prior? Prior to stabbing this child. Okay. So some people embellish it as I wanted to see what it felt like to stab someone. I wanted to see what it felt like to kill someone. Like, just just kind of fucked up shit. Yeah. Um, but there were two children who drowned in the lake the same year that he said, I have killed this boy in a lake. But they never tied it to him because cops are fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And even when he went back to admit it, that is not one of the bodies on his 49-person body count because they could never tie it together. Um So one of those that could possibly, there could be some more in there. No, there is absolutely more because the cops think that he killed around 70 people and he has admitted to over 90 murders. All right. And he says that he's done more than he cannot remember. Quite a few more than He also claims to not remember the first woman he killed, um, but does say that he drowned a boy in a lake in the 70s. But by 1983, we had gotten to a body count of 20, either sex workers or runaway young girls uh and this was like briefly out of aka
0: so, uh two communities that society does, does not, not res- care about does, does not, not care about at all well that's the thing or is that
1: to. it touches on in the book that the task force was it was very hard to convince people that this was like a scary thing that was happening because it was happening to sex workers Um, so from his childhood, like, his family moved from Utah to California, not California, oh my god, to Washington. Um, and they lived near, like, the South Pacific Highway, which at the time, it might still be, but I don't know, was, like, a very, like, a hotbed for sex workers who were, like, on the street where someone could just come up and be, like, yeah, trying to spend some time, and they would be, like, that's what's up. Yeah. Um, so he, as a young child, kind of got to see, like all of these women on the street. And then mm-hmm. him as an adult was like, I could like kill him. Um, so like from his childhood, it was very fucked up. Um, so his mother was like a seamstress. Okay. Um, and so what she would do, she would like make people suits and shit like that. But she would come home and she would detail the men's Dicks. Like, oh, I'm measuring their inseam and they're getting harder. Their junk smelled like this or shit like that to her son Okay, when she got home. Yeah. Um, And his father, who worked at a mortuary, would come home and tell his son about his coworkers who would fuck the bodies. Oh, cool. So from a very young age, he was fostered into things that were, like, incredibly bad but were normalized by his parents as well as, like... I...
0: Yeah, I could get that. Yeah, there's, yeah. Like, a, there's
1: like a big three for Cedar Killers. Um, mm-hmm. And it is like, it's animal abuse. It's, uh, it's wetting the bed. And it's like young promiscuity. Um, along with animal abuse, uh, occasionally they add arson. And the thing is, he had all of these things. Until he was 13 years old, he would wet the bed. And his mother would wake him up, shame him, and then take him to the bathroom and hand bathe him.
0: Oh yeah, I mean yeah, I did not um, most of that part.
1: <laughs> <laughs> your mom took you to the bathroom and no. washed your dick. That, I, that's what I said. Most of that. Okay, part. cool. I, I, I was gonna be like, "Wow, there's so many things we have to talk about, bro." Yeah, I, um, I had told you,
0: I had, I had, peed my pants. Yeah, till I was like 12 or 13 years old, and there was nothing I can do about it.
1: So. Yeah, so it was 1983, and everyone was like, yeah, this pickup is, like, picking up yeah. these young girls and these sex workers, and we see it. And it happened to be parked at his house. And so they were like, well, maybe we'll go talk to him. And then they were like, actually, he's kind of nice. I don't think it's him. Um, yeah. Because his whole life, like, as serial killers tend to be, like, very likable, very, like, personable. Things yeah. Things like
0: that. Um, Become president. Yeah, like, like, things like that. Things like um, that.
1: The craziest part about this, I listened to a few podcasts today to just brush up my knowledge because I was working all day. Um, They always cite his IQ. Mm -hmm. And let me say, I also think IQ is a coward. I think IQ is bullshit. Um, Because it really, IQ tests how well you can test. In the same way that polygraph just tests stress. Sure. And not if you're lying or not. IQ tests if you can test well and not how smart you are. Yeah, so they didn't catch him on that. Uh, so he went into the Navy, mm-hmm. and he started, like, commissioning sex workers when he was in the Navy, and then he eventually got gonorrhea. Um, by the way, he had a wife at the time. Ooh. Um, So he eventually got gonorrhea, and he was like, Whoa, wow, sex workers are so bad because they gave me gonorrhea. And that's what a lot of people pinpoint, like, oh, he hates sex workers because he got gonorrhea. Um but interestingly enough so he came back Murderer. (laughs) yeah exactly so he came back from the navy hey um and his first wife was like actually i cheated on you and he was like cool let's call it quits um so that like that was fine Mm -hmm. so that was fine his second wife um he would take her out into the woods and they would have progressively like rougher and rougher sex and he would need it like more and more and more and more until like she was like bitch what the fuck do you want from me and then she got pregnant and he was like, oh uh, like uh, that uh, uh, fuck, like this, that. Shit, fuck yeah. this shit, fuck um, this shit. So his son was born, and he hated his son, because he blamed his son for the reason that he couldn't have rough sex with his second wife. Okay. Okay. Which, duh, a fucking baby came out of you. Yeah. You're not gonna... Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so he blamed his son for the reason why, like, basically he thought his wife didn't love him anymore, because what would happen is he would get... um. If someone would refuse to have sex with him, that would trigger anger at him, and then they would kind of kill him. Or if they didn't want to have sex the way he wanted, he would get angry, and he would kill one of them. Um, Sounds like a little bit of an entitlement there. <laughs> white men are so scary. Sounds like they, you should be- God, God should be white men having, are so scary. Anyway. having sex at all. Um, <laughs> and then eventually in interviews, because- So here's the thing. He killed from as, as, as far as the fucking task force can tell. From 82 to 1998.
0: Some people aren't even that old in the world right now. On God. Some people. On God. Some people in the world aren't even that old.
1: So, well, here's the funny thing about your birth year. 87? Yes. Okay. Is the year that he got reapprehended by police. Ooh. And they said, you know what, dude, you've been kind of fucking doing a lot. Yeah. And I think we gotcha. Mm -hmm. So take a polygraph and we have a search warrant. And he was like, fuck. Anyway, he passed a polygraph with flying colors because, I've, as I've stated before, polygraphs test stress, and if you have no remorse, you have no stress. So, like, you're not going to be stressed about being found out if you don't feel bad for killing the people that you killed. I have been threatened one time with a polygraph test. For fucking what?
0: Um, when I was a kid, um, when I was maybe 12, around that age, um... I had, uh, yeah, I had, uh, I had, I I had been saving up money and I had it in an envelope and I can't remember how much saving up money was back then, but I bet you it was like 200 bucks that I've been saving for like forever. And, um, I don't remember anything about anything ever. Um, (laughs) and I thought that I had lost it. And then one day I came across, uh, came across, came across it. In like the downstairs uh, area of my house. So I took it and I said, I'm buying Pokemon cards with it. And I showed my friends that I was going to buy Pokemon cards with it. And I showed them I had money because I'd never had money before, like ever. And I was like, everybody needs to know that I have like the three, four little kids. Flaw one, never flaw your wealth. It like, well, yeah, for sure. But like I had just never, ever, ever, ever had money. So I was like, cool. And then I went and I, yeah, I, I spent some of the money and, um, I came back and my mom, uh, is freaking out and I'm like, why is she freaking out? And she's like, somebody took my money. And I was like, wait, um, like where nobody was here. It was just me. No one's in the house. And she's like, it was right there. And she pointed to the money that I took. And then I said, I did lose my money and I just actually spent my mom's money. Now that wasn't my money. At all, so halfway through this conversation, I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm lying," but I didn't realize at first that I was lying, so I didn't know what to do. And then she was just like, "Were there any kids in the house?" And I was like, "Oh well, neighborhood kids were out front, which they were." And she's like, "Well, they took they took my money," and I was like, "No, they didn't for sure take your money. They didn't for sure take your money because it was me." And and I and then. She called my dad, which that's the only time in her life that she did. She called my dad and was just like, he knows something that he is not saying. He's like protecting people. And so my dad comes down and he's like, what, you know, what's going on and stuff? And I'm like, bro, it is too, I'm in a web. (laughs) I like, and I had to lie to him. Then I lied to him because I didn't know what to do. And then of course they wanted to get the cops And so one of them called a literal cop, and a cop came into the house and was like, I'll polygraph you if you don't tell the truth here. A cop threatened you with a polygraph? Yes, I was a child. That's like the scariest thing. I was like 12, 13 at most, and he said, I will polygraph you. Were you still peeing
1: yourself? Because I would have peed myself right then.
0: Not at that moment, but yeah, he was like, I will polygraph you. And so I was like, oh, fuck. But I was like, bro, uh, this... I would tell the truth more to my parents than him. Yes, like, Lord God. Like, <laughs> I, like even as a kid and I had heard, and then I, I left the room and I had heard him like talking to my mom, like, yeah, he'll definitely say like, what's going on now? Like if I, and she's like, well, are you going to like polygraph him? He's like, well yeah, I'll fucking bring the machine here. And I was like, oh my God, he's really going to do this. So I do have to say, and so I didn't say anything that night, but the next morning I was like, mom, yeah, it was me. What's
1: up? I'm a thief.
0: It was me. I stole it all. I stole it all. I stole it all. And then I had to be like, you know that money I did save that I've been saving for like a year? I don't know where it is. <laughs> I don't know where it is at all. And, uh, uh I found it in the ceiling Um, late, like um, interesting. I found it in the ceiling like uh, like last year. Like in 2019, uh, 2019, because my mom had passed uh, two, three years ago, and we were cleaning out the house and stuff, and yeah, like like, we were up in like some part of the wall, and there was a box, and as soon as I saw the box, I was like, that's where I put it, that's where I put it, I put it in the box (laughs) in the ceiling, I knew exactly what it was, Wow. and so when I opened it up, I was like, I know what's in here, and I opened it up, I'm like, boom, wow, yeah, wow, yeah. Incredible. So, yeah, I gave it to the – I split it with, like, my uh, – yeah, I split it with people. Cool. But anyway, that was my story of how a cop uh, tried to give me a polygraph test at 12. But technically speaking, they uh, – my family was right. But the only reason why at first that I wasn't like, yeah, is because I literally was like, I have – I, I cannot. Like, I, I have cannot. no idea where your money is. I don't know where mine is either either. And then, and then, uh, and then she was like, "It was right there." I put that envelope right there, and I am like, "I thought I put the envelope right there, yeah. bro." I got a Charizard. I can't. I don't, I don't want to tell you what I got, but I got a Charizard. Charizards were like, a, like it's a hundred dollars then.
1: Oh. Heard anyway. Go on with your book, very cool. Okay, so I fucked up my timeline a little bit. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, we're going to correct a little bit. Uh, it oh. was actually 1984. 84 when he got his polygraph done. Okay. At 84, reminder, I said 83. We were yeah. at 20 women. I was correct on that. 84, we were at 40 women. So 20 in a year. 20 more in a year. 20 known. more in a year known. on just the body timeline they had. Yeah. On the Just known. the body timeline they had. He takes jewelry off the women that he uh, uh, does what he does with, I suppose. I suppose solicits and then murders and then goes back to the body and does fucked up things with and like has sex with it, kind of, which like body body rape after you're dead, um, and then and then dumps them, yeah, or buries them or leaves them there. He said that he likes to leave his victims out in the open. Uh, because he likes to pass like forests or roads that they're in and be like <laughs> they're there um or he likes to return to the bodies and like do more fucked up shit to them until the maggots come essentially and then he leaves them alone and he just drives past them and he's like haha i did that um so he, be- he basically likes to see him from the road in some way Well, he doesn't see them from the road. He drives past. It's almost like when you're driving past and you know it's like four turns to your old neighborhood, and you're like, oh, it's four turns to my old neighborhood. But like, you don't go there. Yeah. You're just like, oh, memories. That's what he does. But like, people he's. Yeah. Done with murdered and violated. Yeah. Okay, anyway, um, so what he does with his trophies is he takes jewelries from his victims, uh, and he puts them in the women's bathroom at work, as if someone had, like, dropped or, like, forgotten or left them there, and he waits for someone to steal them and wear them to work. That's... That's what he does with his trophies. That's what gets him off, is watching other women wear his victims' trophies. Anyway, he's still alive. Um, Life in prison. Yeah, we are still paying taxes for this man. Uh, cool. Shout out to you. If you're in the state of Washington, you are paying taxes for this man. Um and he I
0: may or may not have killed somebody you know because he knows that uh, uh, because he's he doesn't remember who
1: he's killed. So yeah. maybe there was some relative. I mean, if you have a relative who died in Washington. And you don't know how. Let's say that. And you don't know how. Incredibly likely. Yeah. Like between like 76 to 98. If you don't know how Probably your like a 25 died in Washington
0: 25% chance I'd say
1: It's it's incredibly fucking likely mm-hmm. because as I said like from one year to another his body count rose by 20 that so they That's a know lot. of that they know of and that's the thing is what I'm saying is body count rose by 20 it's not that he's saying oh I killed 20 women that year yeah. it's that they can either trace the forensic back to or they have already said yes this makes sense he did it or they have found them in the river with his em- like
0: mm-hmm that's a lot of people
1: it's a lot of people yeah um, so this is basically the emotional story so of anyway yeah that was that was son were, yeah <laughs> uh that was looking up to his dad and saying wow your life was fucking hard and that's the green river killer mm-hmm. by writer jeff jensen and uh illustrator jonathan case
0: that's pretty sick
1: it's like a 30 mm-hmm. 45 minute read
0: do you have any questions for me
1: I do. Okay, let's I do. get to those. I have those. two. I have two. Okay,
0: you have two questions on that, so I have the opportunity to get 1 point per question. Yes. And go up to zero because you do not you did not I have get zero your question. point. I will have never I still got, got any I still got on one more book to question. I don't question
1: think I've you. ever gotten any points on thrifty. You've got to have 1 point on
0: thrifty. I really don't think I have. Well, let's see if I can get some.
1: Anyway, mm-hmm. um so what does m O stand for. M O, yes. Okay. What is your M O? Your M O, yes. Yeah. Uh, which uh in legal terms is how someone typically kills someone. Sure. Or um assaults their victims. Yes. Um so is it gross, but yes. Bleh! Uh but <laughs> is it uh modi operandi, modus operandi, or modus operandis? Or D, none of the above is classic.
0: Holy shit. You have to report. You have to say those slower. Oh, again. I'm so
1: sorry. Um, A is uh, modi operandi. Uh-huh. B is modus operandi. Uh-huh. And D, or C, sorry, is uh, modus operandus. See, I will say this. Uh, Very good. I'd say very good on Thanks. all
0: that. Because I was going to say... Um, what it was and they all sound that way when i <laughs> say them in my head because i did have an idea and then i heard uh three of them three out the uh, and now they're just words
1: now they're just words what baby. was
0: what was b again hit me with b again
1: a was uh modi operandi b uh-huh. as you asked was modus operandi uh-huh and b C, I cannot say C today, is modus operandus.
0: I think it's either B or C. B is what I was saying in my mind, but C sounds like more like what it could be. Um, I'm going to just go ahead then. I'm just going to go ahead then and uh, tip my cap to very similar words. And I will say... (laughs) Uh, the answer to this question on Thrifty Trivia Trivia is B.
1: <laughs> it is B. It's oh, Modus cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay,
0: I said that in my head, but then you said other words,
1: and you were like, blah, 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 blah. and I was
0: like, well, what if it's the other word? <laughs> I don't know
1: Greek. Actually, that's yeah. Latin. Sorry, um, I don't know Latin either.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. What's what's if if it's if it's not your first language and you hear something and then you hear two other things like it, you're like. Well then, I'm not feeling so confident, but yeah, I, that's what I said. in My head, so it was B. Very cool. Okay, I got Very that one. Cool. Got that one. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, so what is Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killers' mm-hmm. middle name? Oh, this could be fun because I
0: don't know, but it could be a fun guess
1: for me. Okay, um, A. Harvey. Harvey. B. Jeff. C. Leon. D. None of the above.
0: Cool. Um, I'm going to go through my favorites of those names. Um, so A was Harvey. A Harvey. Um, PJ Harvey is my favorite Harvey. Um, cool. <laughs> um B, what was B?
1: B Jeff.
0: Jeff. I have a player on my fictional NHL 2007 hockey team named Jeff Moose that I made.
1: Jeff Moose? (laughs) So,
0: PJ Harvey, Jeff Moose. My childhood
1: nickname was Moose, so that's kind of cute. That's interesting. Yeah. We'll talk about that.
0: Yeah. uh, C is... Leon. Leon. Oh, uh, my favorite Leon is Leon's Caribbean in Allentown, PA
1: interesting where
0: you get Caribbean food
1: I thought you were gonna say Leon the professional like the Natalie Portman movie
0: no um it's Leon from Leon's Caribbean the place the the place to eat at very interesting um so in, the, where,
1: in Harrisburg
0: in Allentown
1: oh my god I said Harrisburg honestly Allentown Caribbean food is still yeah a shock I mean it's uh right across the street from the
0: uh um uh Black Forge where cops hang out. It's across the street from that. It's across the street from the
1: Black Forge, the fake punk coffee shop. Cowards, (laughs) Black Forge are cowards. Um.
0: So okay. So I'll run
1: it back again. A. Harvey. Yes. B. Jeff. C. Leon. D. The classic. None of the above. So
0: what I'm gonna do is. I'm going to compare the three of those people and I'm going to answer who Who I like like most. Yeah. So PJ Harvey is definitely the most accomplished. Cool. um, For absolutely certain because PJ Harvey is not a fake hockey player or an owner of a restaurant down the road. Um, so I'm going <laughs> to, so I'm going to go, ai <laughs> I'm going to go, I've been up since 6am. Um, I am going to go with a PJ Bro, Harvey final answer.
1: Before I tell you that, I did literally wake up at 6am to like absolutely the most violent shit I've had in probably months. Sick. Um, and my cat tried to sit on my lap for the whole fucking thing of it. Yeah. Not great. No. And I have not eaten all day until we had pizza. Well, that's good. Oh. So that's
0: why it's worm pizza today. That's why it's So I'm gonna go A PJ You're Harvey. Are you telling me
1: a worm made this pizza?
0: Could possibly be. And a worm. shrimp
1: fried this rice? Yeah. Could anyway, possibly. uh no, it is not. It's Leon actually. <laughs>
0: oh, Leon's Caribbean.
1: Uh, not Leon's Caribbean.
0: But I'm saying of course yeah, I should have went with Gary
1: the... Leon Ridgway. Gary um, Leon Ridgeway. I thought it could confuse you because uh, A for Harvey Milk. That was like kind of a name that was around at the time. There we go. For sure. Uh, Jeff. Uh-huh. Is the name of the one of the people who wrote this book. Ooh, well, hey. So if you were real dumb, you would
0: have said Jeff. Well, I was just trying to take um, a guess on based on what I like the most out of the names Leon. Listed. I should have trusted the hometown. Leon's Caribbean's right down, down the road, and it's good. Leon and it also seems like name. a name
1: that a white man would not have for a middle name in... Um, when the fuck was he born? I don't even know.
0: Very long. Probably the 50s or 60s. Yeah,
1: I mean, like, he was, like, a teenager to, like adult slash middle i mean he got out of the navy in like 80
0: yeah so So, that was so back from there
1: and leon are you kidding me yeah french names for our children
0: all right so i have one point you had with that particular book you had two questions
1: because i don't have another freaking book
0: well that is okay because i have the (laughs) one point and you can attempt to tie the one point because I will be introducing my second book of
1: this evening. I absolutely will do my best. Yes, but I will not make any promises.
0: Well, this was actually purchased by uh, Shane, um, who isn't here for the episode. Shout out to Big Shane who just got an apartment as we yeah. previously
1: mentioned. Yes, mm-hmm. so
0: Shane with the apartment. Um, uh, so Shane purchased. Uh, so what we do, obviously, you know what we do. We we uh sell vintage clothing. And so Shane is a person who just likes driving around. So he drives around to a lot of the faraway ones that I just don't want to spend the gas money doing. Um, And he has the time of his life, and I support and and love what he likes to do. And in the the time that he was out, I'm a wrestling fan. Um, So he got me the second book, yes, yes, we're going to be talking about what you just pointed to on that book. Um, so we're going to be talking to, we're going be talking about I'm next Goldberg with Steve Goldberg. And what this is about, this is about the strange journey of America's most unlikely superhero in its professional wrestling zone, Goldberg. Now, I will explain Goldberg to the non-wrestling fans and also just the people Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, um, everybody talks about wrestling in the late 90s. A little too much, um, but that's when everybody knows. The wrestlers that people talk about today, they're basically from the late 90s. The Stone Cold Steve Austins, The Rocks, The Triple Hs, The Undertakers, all that. Quick note.
1: Yeah. Any, any uh, Juji Ito or Lovecraft fans out there, there's a game called World of Horror and it's an early access. Um, they modeled a character after The Rock, that picture in like the turtleneck with a chain and denim. Oh, yeah, with the jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and his his character in the game translates to rocks. There you are. Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. Any horror fans out there, get World of Horror. Well, yeah, so
0: there's. So that's what I'm saying. So the, the, the wrestlers that people talk about were, because uh, wrestling was very popular in the late 90s, um, so those wrestlers that I just said, all of them, they worked for the WWF, and their competition was called the WCW. Well, Goldberg worked for WCW. Yes. Question.
1: Is the WWF around anymore? Because I only hear WWE. Yeah, it's the same thing. Is
0: it? Okay, cool, 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 cool. cool, cool. Because they were called the World Wrestling Federation, And they eventually, in the early 2000s, changed their name to World Wrestling Entertainment.
1: Wow. Okay. Because I thought they were two completely different things. You know, I'm not in the worst world. Well, that's fine.
0: You don't need. Yeah. So they're the same thing. Um, it's just one was the name before the other. They're the same thing. Um, but WCW was a different one. It was a different one. Um, it was in the late 90s. Crush
1: Wednesday wrestling.
0: Yes. Um. So WCW World Championship Wrestling um what they had um was what they called the new world order they were the bad guys the nwo and then they had the good do- good guys and goldberg was one of the good guys now goldberg could not wrestle well and he wasn't very bright he could not wrestle well wasn't very bright but if you see a picture of him he's built like a brick shit house. So, what they decided to book him as is a sort of like a guy that just beats your ass quickly and wins. And why one second, I will answer that question. I will have to finish this part, and That's I will fine. answer that. Um, so the reason why they would book him to beat the shit out of people quickly and pin them is because he wasn't good, but he looked he but he looked the part. He yeah. looked the part. So they said, well, a way to protect him would just have him to come in the ring. Lay someone's ass out, pin him, everyone cheers, and it worked. It worked phenomenally. Everybody, uh, like, Goldberg is very popular to this day. And, in fact, Goldberg's streak, which they did because they built him this way, he went like 160-some in zero. And that was his whole thing—is he was undefeated for so many years. Like that was his thing because he couldn't work, so they had to
1: quick it. They had to yeah keep, yeah.
0: Anyway, what was your question about Goldberg?
1: Uh no, it wasn't. Uh, NWO yeah. did that come before or after NWA? Because I'm not about to look it up.
0: Oh, well, way after. Cool, 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 cool. So cool like a cool, decade. Cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool, cool. Well, cool, the cool. the thing is, it the NWO was the New World Order, which was. A whole... Like, the NWO was... Uh, well, the wrestling gang came after NWA. Okay. NWO as, like, a theory was around
1: for forever.
0: Cool. But physically, after. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: I literally, like... For sure after. I, w- I wasn't, like, a huge yeah. NWA person. But yeah, like, for sure. Th- like, th- I'm not about to look it up for yeah. a question that you can answer.
0: Yeah. So, um... But uh, yeah, so Goldberg was WCW, and he kind of held them up, but the secret sort of was is he couldn't wrestle. He just, he, uh, just couldn't really do it. He was just not good at it, and it was one of those things that it was very well known that, like... Um, if you look the part, that was a very much era. If you look the part, you were the part. You didn't really have to do the thing. That was just the thing then. You just had to be big and burly. And when people think of like cartoonish wrestling, they think all 100% of wrestling is this style of wrestling. And it's not. But that's beside the point. Anyway, Goldberg was officially the thing. Um, so this book in my hand is about his Goldberg story of like how he was the thing. But he was also not the thing, but he was the thing. And on the back cover... I'd love to talk about this. ...is absolutely going to be the cover art of the episode this week. So you're going to see... uh, People downloading the show are going to see this before they even listen to it. It is... um, Goldberg, you see the back of his head and the top of his back. And his back is is as big as a barn door. And his head and his ears stick out. And Goldberg is wearing a yarmulke.
1: Okay, now here's the thing. Here's what I was going to say. Here's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, He's wearing a yarmulke. First of all, the yarmulke is made of silk. I can tell by the way the fabric reflects. Yes. Um, so here's the thing. Yeah. I thought that this white man got waves. No. And he didn't get faded. He just got uh, it balded, like right under the waves, he got bald which out. is why, like as as a hairstylist, I grabbed the book and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. What is this white man? He's Jewish. Doing? Yeah, um, he's Jewish. Well, I can tell by the yarmulke. After well, after after I pulled it, well, yeah, but yeah. The, uh, not everyone named Goldberg is Jewish. Mm. I knew someone named Goldberg who was not Jewish. They just got asked all the time. They were not. <laughs> um, and I, I pulled it closer to me, and I was like, "What the? Fuck, because I yeah. thought he had, like, shitty waves done. No. And it's a yarmulke. It's a yarmulke. It's so. a yarmulke.
0: And above his He's head.
1: absolutely bald, too. So I really thought it was just, like, shitty waves and absolutely shaved down. Like, I thought they really fucked his shit up. Uh,
0: above, above... Uh, above him standing backwards where you see his shirtless body in the back of his head and the yarmulke on his bald head is the wcw logo which is very funny so you will see as a part of the cover art of today's episode the back of
1: bill goldberg's head uh and and the cover um but low-key what my deltoids look like when i'm like way too straight honestly after like these past no these past these next two weeks that's what my deltoids will look like and i just on the rest of my back which is not like that
0: well his his saying his saying was you're next so he would be like blah 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 you're next so that's why the book is called i'm next because it talks about him and um so uh it has a lot of interesting chapters. One of them in there is uh, called I Changed Goldberg's Diaper. And it was by <laughs> by Jed Goldberg, which I'm assuming is his father. And I've read about 15 pages God, of I'm this. God, I'm hoping so. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm hoping so. I read so. about 15 pages, and it's basically ex- exactly what I explained. So I'm going to get right to, since we're kind of short on time, I'm going to get right to the question. Um, so right now... You've asked me two questions. I've got one right. Yes. You have the opportunity to tie it going into act uh, two and then act three when we come back is vintage versus modern when we finish it. So here's the question and I understand you're not going to know.
1: Yeah, I swear to God I'm not going to get this at all. But it's a multiple choice question. Does it have to do with names because I am so straight name blind
0: okay it has to do with names cool i'm not gonna care. but he, here's an important part of this here's an important part of this that may help maybe not so as i mentioned goldberg went on an undefeated streak so he basically for a long period of time he just beat the shit out of like uh, enhancement talent which is just like anybody like it wasn't like they're like they didn't. St- what I'm saying is they didn't put out their top talent and have him stomp him. They were just like who works locally. Yeah, we'll hire him for the night. Throw him in there with Goldberg. Goldberg beats the shit out of him. Um, so they were just like yeah, a lot of a lot of gimmicky people at some point. Um, so my question is, who was? And this was uh, just for the record. This was September 22nd, 1997. Who was Goldberg's first match against? I was a, like
1: literally five months old. a <laughs> <laughs> I was coming on six though it was almost my half birthday.
0: Okay, well, six is pretty cool. Um, well,
1: see, like what's
0: months see, see months not years see, seeing Goldberg at six months would change my life personally.
1: I well, the first time I kicked ever. Uh-huh. And maybe the only time in my mom's pregnancy, I cannot confirm that one, but the first time I ever kicked, I said a Dave Matthews show. Pretty cool. And I'm still a Dave Matthews fan. <laughs> pretty, pretty
0: cool. My first word was go.
1: Oh, my first word was mine, because people weren't feeding me fast enough, and I'm fiercely independent and incredibly stubborn. So I grabbed the spoon, and I tried to feed myself, and I said, mine. Yeah. That's a cool one. That well, very much tracks for me as an Aries and also me as a person. Yeah. You don't pay attention to astrology.
0: Um, so who was Goldberg's first match against? A Hugh Morris, B Ice Train.
1: Fucking Christ.
0: C Alex Wright or D. None of the above. Again, who was Goldberg's first match against A Hugh Morris, B Ice Train, C Alex Wright, or D none of the above? <sighs> Who was Bill Goldberg who went on an undefeated streak for years?
1: I, you know what? I've got to tell you right here, right now. Yeah. Got to tell you right here, right now. If your name is Hugh Mm -hmm. and it's a stage name, you better name it Mungus. Morris. No. You better name it Mungus.
0: Why is Mungus?
1: Humongous. Well, this is humorous. Well, that's stupid. Humorous. Well, no one pronounces it. Oh, it's Hugh Morris. Oh, <laughs> oh wow, that show is so humorous. But I'm it made saying, me laugh. And, but I'm saying, no. it's, a cl- it's a first and last name.
0: It's you Hugh Morris. Better but it's Hugh Morris. It. You,
1: it's your fucking stage name. You better make like Hugh Morris. Is huge sick. butts. Like please, like please, Hugh, fucking Hugh Morris. That's that's good. It's dumb as fuck. It's humorous. You just bought a car that needs seven hundred dollars in repairs. It's dumb as fuck and it shows. Okay, well Okay. All right. Um Ice Train is best. Ice Train's sick. For sure. Ice Train is By best. By the way, these are all real people.
0: They're not fake.
1: Ice Train is best. Ice so, Train is um, sick. I can't even remember the third one. Because Alex Wright. Doesn't matter to me. Alex Here's the Wright. Thing. I would say it would. Yeah. Because Phoenix Wright, those ace attorney games. Mm-hmm. Some of the best ever made.
0: Well, Alex Wright, the wrestler, but was Das Wonder Kid, Alex Wright, and he used to dance.
1: God, that makes it so much worse for me. Yeah, to for dance. sure, Ice Train, because that sounds the most like drugs. Um, Well, Ice Train, um, he was- That's just like, that's funny to me, to mm-hmm. be like, bringing on the ice. So then was, you got like fucking meth or some shit, like he, with you he, in the court. He was built I don't like know. A, I just called the ring the court. He
0: he was a uh, he was built like a fridge. He was built like a fridge. So, Meet me on
1: the fucking wrestling court wimp. So he was Meet ice me on train. The court wimp.
0: So, who was Goldberg's first match against?
1: God, I don't like any of these answers. A humorous Hugh Hugh B ice train. ice train C Alex I Ray D none of the, hate the above. That you gave me a name question. The correct answer is A humorous. Hugh Morris is a fucking stupid name and I'm glad that he got pinned. Um, little fucking bitch, well, Hugh Morris, little ass well, wimp w- Hugh Morris. I will
0: say this about Hugh Morris. Hugh
1: Morris.
0: I, I will say this about Hugh Morris. Is he ended up being a a wrestling trainer for years down the line. Kinda got in trouble for hazing. Got in trouble for a lot of hazing. Well, you know what's funny? You would you think you would they
1: say those who can't do
0: teach well yeah and that's that's true those who can't do do teach and humorous couldn't do either so that's zero points so that's going to wrap up I love up.
1: how you butchered that saying to make it nice but go on
0: uh we're going to wrap up the first act for today in our curated thrift hall again we had some books we had this is how you lose her by juno diaz we had uh, a women. Uh, it's called female. I don't say female. It's called female, but I don't say female, so it's weird saying it. But uh, also from from 1968, volume two of female photo- uh, female photographs, and then also the Green River Killer, um, that Prynne brought, and then also this Goldberg. I book. got
1: a quick aside. If you know anybody. Who refers to women as females i don't cut them out of your life yeah immediately I don't. that is disrespect to the highest level like just just weirdo boys um, weirdo so, nonsense so we're gonna
0: get into act two and then after act two we're gonna be back for vintage versus modern in act three to see who wins the episode so stay tuned
2: Let's take a brief break from questions mm-hmm. and read something from our listener, Sammy, who's at Smaam <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> and they said, hey, this isn't a discussion topic, but I am just remembering to tell y'all that I have had a hat man nightmare. <gasps> I try to write all my dreams down, but I couldn't find it. So I'll just hope my memory is right. This is probably at least seven years ago. In the dream, I was upstairs in my house, and it was bright, probably noon. I was all alone there. That sentence is terrifying. Mm. I walked downstairs to the main floor. We had large windows on the front and side wall facing the stairs, and as I walked down, I saw the silhouette of a man with a top hat. It was just his shoulders up, and it was all black, just a shadow. I remember every room I went to, he would be in the window, shoulders up, even when there was no ground under the window. That's basically it. I've had worse nightmares, but this one still sticks with me. I remember it every time I look out a window and I'm all alone. Sammy! I've had worse nightmares? I've had worse nightmares baby girl baby person oh god it's that is just so scary oh just so scary and i i love it's like oh yeah i think of that dream every time i'm by myself and i see a window terrifying oh our beautiful haunted ghoul listeners oh my god that's a good one (laughs) yeah thank you so much for sending that thank you oh
0: so it's after midnight. I haven't recorded after midnight, uh, for pro- probably a long time in the history of the show. Recording after midnight, I have to think less than a handful ever in my life have I recorded after midnight. Getting
1: goofy. So it's uh, midnight giggles.
0: Again, not not when the podcast is, uh, released, but as of right now, when we are taping it, it is officially October first.
1: Happy spooky season.
0: I've been doing um I have uh just a small group chat of let's let's just be open and honest about it. Fantasy football coaches that I'm in. And um I had promised Coaches. Oh coaches. Yeah, we refer to each other by coach and then our names. Coaches. Coaches. Not players. We coach Well I I don't know if this is more pathetic or less pathetic. More. But we are not playing fantasy football this year because um, COVID. COVID, but the NFL still exists.
1: Right. People are – but we're just like – We're just – I
0: bet money on
1: players getting sick.
0: Well, it's just just not right. It doesn't feel right. By the way, we don't bet any money because all of us are broke. So there's no money
1: ever and it doesn't feel right this year? Well, it doesn't feel right this year. First of
0: all, coaches who? It doesn't feel right in particular just because we're, like, rooting for people to play during a pandemic if you draft them. In the group chat that we had, I promised... God, I wanted you to move on from there, but that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, so in the group chat, I had promised that every... uh, Seldom, seldom, uh, maybe five or six times in the group chat, that I was going to uh, share a spooky video in October. In October, some spooky videos... And I'm just going to list them as "Are you scared?" Um, so now that our so now that October is here, I get to get I get to release all the bookmarks that I've been saving of the quote "Are you scared?" videos. I could send you them
1: privately. You could. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you which ones scare me.
0: Cool. The first one is someone. Uh, um. What sounds like a uh, a lady screaming for her life in Corpus Christi, and it cannot be identified where it came from. Cool. Um. Anyway, probably murder. Um, so we're going to get back uh, into the third act today. We have one point on the board. It is my point. I'm going to keep my point. I'm not going to wage my point. It's my point. And we're going to see if uh, Prin can tie me. But if print ties me, I have the opportunity to get a question and get that one right and win. So I'm going to start off in vintage.
1: I feel like I should start off because you already have a point.
0: Right. But I'm saying, if I would ask if I would ask my question first, right, and you answer it, and you're right, you can tie me, and then it will be tied, and then my question goes you're to gonna see- You're going to bet all your points anyway. I know I already, you. I already said I wouldn't. I'm not going to. So I'm going to ask you a question. In vintage- This is just baby game. Versus modern. Vintage versus modern. And for new listeners to the show, Vintage versus Modern, um, we take a piece from our curated thrift haul, and whether that item is vintage or modern, we use that as vintage or modern and find its counterpart on ebay.com, the website, and then ask each other which has a higher value, and if we get that correct, we get a point. So... I have a asterisk next to mine. This is the first time I've done this because on eBay.com, the website, it wasn't on there.
1: Interesting. So
0: I went on uh, jeffbezos.com to figure out the price check on this one. Um, So we are looking at the female photographs book. Um, So what we have here in the vintage book that we've looked at today, um, the exact listing, and this is going to be used for vintage – is Female Photographs, Volume 2, Collectors, Publications, 1968, Black and White. And the modern listing is actually a newer uh, a reprinted, Volume 2 and Volume 1, together.
1: Interesting.
0: So, the listing says... Female Photographs, Volume 1 and 2, Black and White, Compendium, and then it has a bunch of numbers that look like a barcode that aren't important. So basically what you need to know is it's these this vintage book you see of female photographs from 1968 versus a modern compendium edition, and these again are on jeffbezos.com. Which do you think has the higher value, the vintage or the modern?
1: Um, Are you asking me the vintage of book one and book two or are you asking me the vintage of just book two?
0: Um well the vintage is volume two. It's that exact book. just book two. Just book two. Just book two. The modern for is, sure modern then. The the modern is a compendium of yes. both into one.
1: Right. right. Um but if I understand that number two was three dollars, the number one was also three dollars. So that would automatically make the modern more. And also shipping on books is about two fifty every sure. time. Um, which would be about the cost of the book. So I will say Even if we're not including shipping in that, if you're combining both of them together, it has to be more than six bucks.
0: Okay, well, compendium means they're together. No, I understand. I'm saying if
1: you combine them together into one book, I'm saying you have more content, a.k.a. you can sell it at a higher rate.
0: So um, you will be going with modern. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, I will say the Female Photographs Volume 2 Collectors Publications 1968 Black and White, the book that you see for vintage, it now currently goes for fifteen ninety nine. Okay. Um so I wasn't
1: even thinking of it going for anything now because I'm stupid.
0: Um so the modern would have to be
1: higher yeah.
0: than fifteen ninety nine, which would be the compendium modern edition. How are you feeling? Do you still think it could be higher than that?
1: You know what? Bad, but I'm never one to back down.
0: Okay, well, so the modern female photographs, volume one and two, black and white compendium, thirteen dollars and ninety cents.
1: Yeah, I figured as as soon as you said that the vintage went up in cost, I knew that the modern wasn't going to be as much. Well, it's but from nineteen sixty eight. As I said, I am never one to back down.
0: Nineteen sixty eight. Um. So, but honestly, they were only a few dollars off fifteen ninety nine versus thirteen eighty. That's not like. That's, not, not, too, that's, not, that's not too much of that's a difference. Bad. So I uh, I do win the episode, but I do have of the opportunity. You, you
1: always do against me. Like I said, I don't think I've ever won a question on Thrifty. That's insane if you haven't. I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm stupid and illiterate. What do you want? <laughs> All right. Well,
0: let's see if I can get a
1: second point here. Okay. So these are hard. Here's the thing. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. I'm gonna to be totally transparent. I came here tonight and I said I do not have round three questions. Nope. And you said you gotta do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like exasperated toddy noises. Yeah.
0: Um, and I was.
1: And I said, but but hear me out. Yeah. What the fuck can I compare except memorabilia of the value he wrote it on versus the value now? Of the Green River Killer book. He doesn't have any fucking memorabilia because he only took trophies that other women stole. He doesn't have anything. Yes. It's the videotapes. And the videotapes are for the Washington PD. That Like, we don't, they don't sell them to us. And you said, well, take a knife, take a gun. What is it? He didn't use any of those. He took women like he fucked them from the back and then he strangled them um, with his hands well, or his his arms like
0: Well for instance I had a uh I talked about a book in Act One as a part of the curated thrift hall. Yes. That was uh this is how you lose her.
1: I no I understand.
0: And I used uh I used a question about uh where the killer uh, for wait, where would, the killer. Well it would be in your instance where the killer was born. In my instance it was where the writer was born.
1: Right, but I cannot um So that actually, was I don't easy... think you did. I think you used the one of weird laws, but like that's
0: what? No. yeah I, he lived in Santa uh,
1: yeah in Santo but, Domingo, so he had weird laws. Right, but that's where I took it from. Okay, but here's the
0: thing. That's where I took it from. That was an adjacent question. What
1: am I going to be like? Oh, you know there's all these hipsters in Washington now. You know what happened to Washington. Yeah, I know. You what know I mean. what happened to Washington. Yes. Okay. Anyway, anyway go ahead. so these are related but unrelated, but I'm going to gauge them as the same thing. Yes. Um. So we are going to say our vintage yes. is JFK's casket. Okay.
0: Let's just do it then. Our
1: vintage is JFK's casket. JFK's our, literal our, casket. His, his literal casket. When he was When it was purchased? When it was purchased. When it was was purchased. purchased Versus the cost of a funeral now. (laughs) The whole cost of a funeral. I will say JFK's caskets is one of the most expensive caskets of all time. This is
0: fun. Yeah. Okay, so JFK's casket when purchased.
1: When purchased versus the cost of a funeral now in modern day. The average cost. The average cost.
0: Okay. See, I've planned, like, Two and a half funerals so far in my life. Cool. But I'm also poor. Yeah. So I don't know.
1: The average American cost of a funeral. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm going to think that at least one of those was the average cost because a family member of mine who has a bunch of money uh, was like, we got to get the top shelf stuff. He also asked me during that time, which I, I didn't see coming because normies never talk about death. And I was just like, yeah, like, you cremate me for sure. And he's like, yeah, you've been saying shit like that, but he didn't cuss because he's a wimp. Um, he said,
1: oh, yes, I recall you talking about something similar. Here's
0: a weird thing that I never went back on for some reason is, like, for some reason he asked me that when I was already in, like, we were picking out caskets for somebody. And he was just like, well, which one? And I pointed to the urn, like, so not that exact urn, but I was like something like this right and he thought i was pointing to a like a hunter's he thought i was pointing to a hunter's c- camouflage urn <laughs>
1: yeah i remember that
0: yeah he thought i was pointing to a camouflage hunters like a, a hunter I have to
1: see you in a camouflage urn i will kill myself
0: and then he thought it was a camouflage urn and he said oh so like the camo urn and i didn't know like i didn't know to be like bro i don't want to and so i said yes so it's like hunt it's like it's like I I go hunting and mud and fishing camo urn so I'm going to have that anyway um I'm going to say JFK's I don't know the rele- I don't know what the modern day average funeral cost is I'm going to say it's about 12 grand um that seems maybe even a little pricey, but I'm going to say about 12 grand, and I'm going to say JFK's casket was more than that. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to say vintage JFK's casket.
1: This is just such a fun one. Yeah, it is. Honestly, like whether you're right around. Uh um, Yeah. So All right, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. JFK is one of the most expensive caskets. Yes. Yeah. One of the most expensive caskets yeah, for listed sure. on all those fucking like yeah ten people who have a better funeral than you could ever afford. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will tell you that in like modern day calculations,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you're absolutely fucking right. Yeah, you're absolutely fucking right. And if you adjust this for inflation, you would be absolutely fucking right. But I'm not gonna let you win. Um, JFK's <laughs> casket was four thousand dollars at the time that he purchased it. That no, that's the fair. That's yeah, that's fair. <gasps> that's fair with inflation that is absolutely fucking sickening that it is, is absolutely fucking it, sickening. It, it, like it, i don't even want to give you a it, figure it's no it is absolutely sickening.
0: sickening. but the question was how much
1: was it did he pay at the time yes, yes. uh absolutely i'm just gonna say that i did type it in i'm not gonna give you the figure because it makes me sick yeah um a modern day funeral is between five and fifteen hundred dollars, or five and fifteen thousand dollars. Sorry, five and fifteen thousand uh, dollars. Okay. Yeah, Twelve thousand um, is what I said. Oh my god, I said hundred. That would be wild. Can I have a funeral for five hundred dollars? Just throw me somewhere. I would be and dead like, now. Um, <laughs> oh a my part god. of part of the reason um,
0: why I'm not dead is somebody's got to pay for this. Throw shit. me in the trash,
1: Charlie. Like uh, very Danny DeVito energy. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> five <laughs> <That would laughs> hundred dollars. Go- I dope. fucking wish that would be lit. I would be uh, like, bro, <laughs> bury the, some more money. Like, a $50 Friends. casket oh my god five. um yeah no uh between five and fifteen thousand dollars but they uh morticians say the average funeral is about six thousand two hundred dollars so
0: okay well then, by yeah. about two
1: thousand dollars
0: yeah then I'm I've...
1: more right than you
0: no yeah I, I was wrong there and and I gotta say a little a little smirk uh came over my face because yeah so, yeah, I have planned a few average funerals, oh, baby. Yeah,
1: people I love have died. Let me flex on you. And
0: I did use the average going
1: rate. Whoa! Well, yeah. you know what? At least you know you weren't getting fucking cheated on it. No. But you know what? No. Life is a scam.
0: Life is a scam. Um. So and I did, We are all cowards. So in in the grand scheme of things, I did win the episode. But I did a win. I did win with one point. Um, so before we send everything out, I also wanted to give another thanks to King Prin, the king pin of my
1: heart. And also... That one was cuter this time.
0: And also, I want to give a shout out to a few sponsors of ours. One, first and foremost, is Commonwealth Press, cwpress.com. If you use the promo code Thrifty or ThriftyPodcast, you get 12 shirts in an order of 50 shirts. And that's a bunch of shirts. Say you're like, you know what? I don't need that many shirts. But guess what? Do you have a band? Do you have a podcast? Do you have something you do? Order some shirts. They're very soft. Softest shirts in America. I say that. They don't. Softest shirts in America. Also, Steve Barris of Bluffs. Bluffs Bluffs.bandcamp.com, the theme to our show for many reasons. Alternate reality and also the theme to Act 1, something you've never seen before. Thank you, Steve. So, it's been a long night. Um, It is officially 1227. I have put my cat in the front room um, to – he almost made it to recording tonight. To recording, but he does not uh, usually be – he's not in here for recording because he is mentally a mess. Um, So, I put him in the front room, but I – Us two. (laughs) Us two. I, um, to make sure he was warm, I put his literal baby blanket with him, which he coddles up in like a literal baby. And the cushion to his favorite chair And I'm sitting on his favorite chair But I gave him the cushion Sans cushion, yes. to, to make sure that he was comfortable Enough to, to stay in a cold room For what seems to be uh, uh, I will tell you two hours um, Plus um, As I
1: said we don't need Shane here I will filibuster the shit out of your podcast
0: And I will filibuster Until this point where I always say Get rich when-